everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we continue our conversation about church, diving into the early church and why it's always had the problems it has. I don't know if you are like me, but I have heard these very rosy, just happy little stories about the early church over the years, talking about this time when the church was just kind of this golden era of what it meant to be a church. And it's interesting as I look back on what the early church really was and what happened, but then also as you look at the history of the church. So we're going to kind of do all of that today as we continue to just kind of hash out church, what is church, what is church supposed to be, why have we had these terrible experiences with church that we have had, and where do we go from here? How do we do church, and what does it look like to be the church? So as I thought about the first century church and just thinking about the people that made up those churches, it's really interesting. They were very different people. You had people who came from Jewish thought. You had people who came from the more of the Greek gods and stuff like that. And what united them together was their belief in Jesus of Nazareth, that he was the Messiah, that he was God, that he had come to show us a new way to have a relationship with God, a new way to have salvation. And so the people within the church, depending on which city you were in, were vastly different from each other. And you can kind of hear that in the epistles as Paul is talking to them. But many of these people were being drawn together because they were being just persecuted. And whether it was from the government itself or just from their family members, the people in the town, there was just a lot of persecution, harassment. People lost their jobs. It was hard to find food sometimes, depending on your situation. Like it was just really hard. And so you're drawn together by these common beliefs that you hold, by the fact that you all believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God. And they gathered to encourage each other and to learn more about him. Many of the women and the people who weren't necessarily Jews didn't have the same background in the word of God and who God was and the things that he had revealed about himself in the Old Testament. And so it was a time to really just grow and learn and gather together and pray. And so often this time period of the church gets just idolized, I would say, at least in my experience. In fact, I even know people who have accidentally joined weird little cults that were trying to get you to become more like the early church. And they bought houses on the same street as each other, and they gathered in homes. And um, yeah, that didn't go great. There were some super weird and creepy things that happened. But it's the same idea of like, we just have this idolization of the church. And yet, if you look at the letters that Paul and Peter wrote to the churches, you can see that right away, there were issues. Right away, they had people who were being false teachers and teaching things that were not actually true or according to scripture. Right away, you had these guys that were coming in as Judaizers. They were saying, yes, Jesus is the Messiah. Yes, he's the son of God. However, if you're going to follow him, you also have to follow all of these rules. They were the legalists of our day. They had all these extra things they were adding to the gospel. There was chaos within churches. 
Paul talks to the Corinthians and their church was kind of a wreck. And he talks about this different chaos that they were experiencing within their worship services. Or it was just everyone's talking at the same time and asking questions. And there was just speaking in tongues on interpretations. And it was kind of chaotic. And there was division. Right away, there's people who were just divided in how they viewed life and how they thought things should be done. There was a whole division between people who had money and people who didn't have any money. There was just a lot of division. And there was right away, there was sin, people who were living in sin. And Paul had to call out and say that you can't be in a relationship with your father's wife, like things like that. And so if you look back, it's always been a broken mess. The church has never had a period of time where it was like, this is the golden, amazing era of churchendom, or we're going to call it. And the history of the church, the movement of the church is kind of full of not great things. If you look through just church history, you see a lot of times when there was just some real seasons of brokenness and power struggles and things that were done in the name of God that were just wrong and false teachings and heresy and just a lot of really crazy stuff. And yet here we are 2,000 plus years after Jesus came and went back into heaven And we still have this thing we call church with all of its issues. Why has the church always been such a mess? Guys, the fact of the matter is broken people do broken things. And so every generation is going to have a unique thing that we are facing within the church. And right now, there's a lot of stuff that we're facing. I was talking about this in my Substack newsletter this morning, kind of in preparation for this podcast. And Right now, there's a lot of stuff going on. You have ultra-right people, far-right, who are just bringing kind of extreme ideas into the church and calling them mainstream. You have more progressive people that are just deciding that they can choose which theologies to believe or not based on their feelings and what feels right or wrong, not based on tradition or scripture. You have people that are accepting these kind of far-out-there crazy theologies from the New Apostolic Reformation. There's just a lot of stuff going on right now within our church. Not to mention we have all kinds of abuses being shown. People are being shown to be false leaders, false teachers, having double lives. There's all kinds of stuff going on within the church right now. But I don't think it's ever been at a better place. I think it's really easy for us to sit here and be like, well, back in the day, things were good. But if you actually look at back in the day, things were still broken and super screwed up. Maybe some things looked better, but there was still a lot of messy things that were happening within the church. There's never really been this rosy time of church history. Much of the letters that were written back in the first century really were just dealing with issues within the church. And then you look at the different reformers throughout the years, and they were dealing with issues in the church. And here we are, 2023, still dealing with issues in the church. And guys, despite all of this, the message in person of Jesus Christ continues to change lives. He continues to transform hearts. And so I look at the mess that the church is and that the church has been, and even as it is discouraging and frustrating to me and like I want to fix it and make it better, I also can't just push it all away and say that it's not true because I personally have met Jesus 
and I've watched him change my life and other people's lives around me. And I love spending time with other people who are also at the same place where I am. Where I'm like, I love Jesus. No, like me too. Like I want to get to know Jesus more. Like what is he doing in your life? Can I tell you what he's doing in my life? Like that is a super exciting and fun thing to have happen, to be able to talk to God with other people who really want to just genuinely talk to God. And so I've talked a lot about just those experiences that I've had recently within church walls, but also without without, not in the church walls, like on the other side of the church with just believers who are getting together and hanging out and talking about God. This is a powerful experience. Being with other people who also have a genuine relationship with God, even amidst their questions and doubts and fears and wonderings, and just being able to connect over that shared belief of Jesus is powerful. Having the opportunity to use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us and be able to watch him moving through us and using us is powerful. It's it's life-changing. And so despite the issues with church, I don't think that abandoning church is the right idea. So there's a lot going on with churches right now. We're going to talk next week about leaving churches. And kind of like, when is a good time to say goodbye? But I don't think that we leave church completely because the people that I've seen who have stepped away from gathering together are often isolated and then there's no one to stop them in their crazy ideas. Like I've just seen some really unhealthy situations where people just became islands to themselves and said, I don't need any of this. I can just do my own thing. Just some really unhealthy stuff has come up. We need accountability. We need other people in our lives. We need people who are telling us truth and sharing with us. So despite the brokenness, I don't think that abandoning gathering together is the way to go. I also don't think that finding people who are only like-minded with you is the way to go. I have seen some really sketchy stuff come out of home churches as well where people are able to become kind of like powerful mini cult leaders themselves. There's no one, once again, checking or stopping or making them think or wondering and stuff like that. So I just, I don't think that leaving it all is the right way. But I do think that we can be in these churches and these situations and bring life to them. And there's going to be times as we'll talk about next week, where you just have to say, this is not the place for me. This is not working. This is not healthy. I'm out of here. But there are so many options and ways for us to meet together that I think we can still find a place that is safe and that is a place that we can fit and serve, even if it's not perfect. We're going to continue these conversations over the next few weeks because the church, while it will never operate perfectly until Jesus comes back and fixes it all, I do think it has great potential for goodness, even as it also has great potential for hurt. So I would just encourage you guys, find your people. Can you find just a few people to be like your little mini church, your little mini organic church? People that you can connect with, people that you can share with, be real with, pray with. Even if they're people from a different church in your area or people who are actually from your church, but find some people that can be your people and be your mini church. I would encourage you guys to find a place, a church building, a body of Christ that is good enough, one that works for you right now, one that's not triggering you, one that's not pushing against the things that you really hold very dearly to your heart as far as theologically, 
At the same time, it's okay to have a place where you have a little bit of like, well, you know, I'm not totally on board with that, but it's kind of one of those minor things I can, I can let that go. Can you find a place that's good enough? It's not going to be perfect, but can it be a place that's good enough? A place that feels safe. And also, I just want to encourage you guys, it is okay to take a break. Like if you've been burned and hurt, I need to just step back. It's okay to take a break. It's also okay to take time to take a break in a completely different church tradition. Sometimes it's really fun to just branch out and go someplace that you're like, this is so far out of what I'm used to. But yet there's still people here who love Jesus and who are committed to following him. Like that's super fun to just take a break in something that's completely different. But breaks are good. Breaks are fine. And in the coming weeks, we're going to keep talking about this. And especially next week, talking about just leaving a church. I have had some experiences where I should have left a church. A few where we actually did leave a church. And I just want to kind of go walking through what does that look like? What does it look like to say, okay, it's time to go? And, and why? So let's keep having this conversation. I look forward to any of your thoughts and comments. It's an awkward topic. It's not necessarily easy. There's a lot of just kind of hurt and pain and tiptoeing around that can often be involved when it comes to church and what we think about church, what we say about church. So I'm going to go ahead and just keep pushing ahead and have these awkward conversations and engage this awkward topic because I think it's so important for us to talk about this, to find the truth in the middle of the lies, and also just to come to the place where we are just really and truly seeking Jesus together and remembering that the true church, the worldwide church, the global church is the body of Christ. It's the believers around the world who believe in him. We are the church. Whether or not it's this local building or that local building or whatever it is, it's we are the church and we belong to every denomination and every country and all over the place. We are the church together. So I pray for you guys that you are able to find your people, a church that makes you feel safe and a place where you can express the gifts that God's given you. Let's keep talking. And until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.